Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, coming at you on October 29th, 2019. Today we have a special episode for you, as always, starting off with a football recap, as always. After that, we're bringing you some World Series talk. A lot of things have happened in the World Series since we last recorded. Got to bring you up to speed on that if you've been living under a rock. Mm. It's the last episode of October, so we got to talk about some November movies, some repeat movies that Tyler might already be, mentioned. Might be a little deja vu there, but it'll be all right. Talk about what movies we're excited to see in November. And then finally, we have a list inspired by Tyler going to see Jojo Rabbit this past weekend. And it's a list of uh, unconventional movie plots that are actually pretty good. Should be fun. Let's do it. I don't feel so good. All right, Tyler, this is a good week. The last few episodes have been just nothing short of misery for me as a sports fan. Mm. Having my Dodgers season end, having the Chargers be the Chargers. And the Chargers, they won this week, Ty. I don't know if you saw that. This week, the Bears were the Chargers. We're not talking about that right now. We're just talking about the Chargers getting the W, (laughs) 17-16. Should have lost. Two missed field goals. Doesn't matter. We missed two field goals. Oh, no, yeah, the Bears missed two field goals. You're in the win column. Most importantly, the Bears... 
you know, missed the 41 yarder to win the game. Their new kicker, Eddie Pinheiro, didn't hit the didn't hit the upright, didn't do a double doink or a single doink. Looked like it was going in. I was working, so I wasn't watching oh, it. No, he hit the upright earlier in the game, just not for the game winner. All right, so he almost got a different <laughs> double doink. Looked like it was going in. If you watch the replay in like slow motion on the low camera angle, like it's dead center, dead center, dead center, and then just curves right outside the post. Hate to see it. Philip Rivers with like the most anticlimactic response. He's just like, yeah. He's like, we don't deserve to win this, but all right. I mean, future bear Philip Rivers potentially. Oh, Matt Nagy with terrible call there too. Did you see that? Well, that well, brings me into my ED player okay. of the week, Ty. That's early. That's an early ED. Well, ED player of the week, it's uh, Eddie Pinheiro and Matt Nagy. They're sharing the honors. Oh, man. Eddie Pinheiro's the E and Matt Nagy's the D. doesn't matter. <laughs> As you mentioned, Pinheiro went two for four in field goals. He missed two of them, including the game-winning 41-yarder. Nagy, as you were starting to mention, had 50, 50, 43 seconds left. He was at the 22-yard line, 43 seconds and a timeout on second down. You know, could have ran the ball once. Mm-hmm. Could have ran it twice even with the timeout. Could have ran it. Could have thrown up. it, run it. Yeah. Could have done a bunch of things. You, yeah, you you run the ball and then you know, <clears throat> so you run the ball, you know, whatever. It takes fifteen seconds. The next play starts at like the twenty eight second mark. Even if we say like the twenty two second mark, you throw it if it's an incomplete, whatever. You know, the clock stops anyways, or you just run it again and then you let the clock wind down to three. Use your timeout. Even if you only get four yards, that's four yards closer. And I guess he was just so scared of turning the ball over, maybe because they fumbled twice against your New Orleans Saints last week. He was scared of it. But, but it's by far the most passive decision ever to take a knee with 43 seconds left. Yeah. And it, and then, like, in the post game, it was like, oh, well, if we throw it there, what happens if we take a sack? Like, okay, don't teach your throw quarterback it. to throw it away. Or, yeah, or just don't throw and it. And he's like, just well, everyone it. knows we're running. And it's like, okay, that happens in the NFL. You can still get a couple of fucking yards. Like, you can't be afraid to fumble. Okay, like, and if either way, if everyone knows you're running, you're still going to gain as many yards as that knee does. Yeah, like, it does no difference. Like, what are you going to run? A crazy pitch play where you pitch it five yards backward? Like, the most you're going to lose on that run is one or two yards, which is how much you lost on the knee. I'll take it, though. Very passive. I'll take it. I'll take the Chargers win. And, I, you know, I was telling my dad, the only way to lose to the Chargers is to outcharger the Chargers. We had the Colts in week one, missed, I think, three field goals in that game to eventually lose in overtime. We got the Dolphins, who just suck. So that's, you know, not here nor there. Then we get the Bears missing the game-winning field goal. So you got to outcharger the Chargers, and that's what the Bears did, and I'm happy about it. Absolutely. I mean, back in the wind calm, Chiefs, some would say sliding. We can make a run for that division title. I mean, some would say just uh, playing the best team in the NFC, possibly, with uh, the Saints. Okay. And also not having their starting quarterback. I'm just saying, man, it sucks because the Chiefs are not having that great of a year. And you know they'll probably lose at least one or two games with Mahomes back, I would assume, just because I think their schedule's tough. If we were having a decent year... If we were four and four instead of three and five, I'd like our chances. But we're only two games back. But I think the Chiefs at most lose two more, and that's five losses, and we already have five losses. So, yeah, Jay, if I were you, I would just I would accept defeat now. I know I am, but I know I gave the Chargers like a done chain three times. You, but yeah, a win changes a man. A win, <laughs> a win against the real shitty Bears who play real shitty. A, a playoff team last year, some would say. Um, <laughs> a win just changes a man, Ty. You know, you you get in the win column, <sighs> you get the momentum going, and you're like, look. Two games behind the Chiefs, the Bills, who have been the number one like wild card team, exposed oh. this week. We'll mm. get into that next next game, and just you know, it's like okay, Bills exposed. Who's going to be the second wild card AFC team? The Texans barely beat the Raiders. Texans haven't been very good this season at all. The Raiders, I think the Raiders are actually pretty decent. Not going to lie, the AFC North that's weak. You got the Ravens, then you got the Browns, who are a dumpster fire. Talk about that. We got the Steelers, who 
aren't going to get far without their quarterback. Like the, the AFC is wide open for the playoffs and the chargers can be that team that goes on a run and finishes nine and seven and makes the playoffs when they really shouldn't do it. No, yeah, the AFC is a dumpster fire altogether. And, and it's just, everyone I think is just like giving up very and letting the Patriots heavy. take it. Yeah. Well, it's very top heavy with Mahomes healthy. That too. And then the South who's in who's, Oh, the Colts. Yeah. I don't think the Colts stand a chance. So it's like, that's why the chargers, it was so exciting this year. Cause you knew the AFC was top heavy and we were, I would say before the season, we were probably the consensus third best team in the AFC. Yeah, you Maybe the Ravens. You could have played a shitty wild card game. Maybe the Ravens. But you know what I'm saying? Like, people might have said, you know, oh, the Chargers third best team. I'm sure there's someone out there that said that. Third best team you in the AFC. You probably said it. I probably did. You were probably and, like, oh, we're still going to be a wild card team. And we're getting healthy. And it's just, it's a good time to be a Charger fan. All 24 of us. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the... Uh, who did we say got exposed? Oh, the the Them Bills. Buffalo Bills just got creamed by the Philadelphia Eagles tie. 31 to 13, Jason. Now, I didn't really watch this game. I know there was 30 mile an hour wins. So you would think that would kind of help the Bills. But I guess well, not. not when they give Josh Allen 34 pass attempts. Oh, geez. What was this? Let me look at this real quick. What was his completion? 16 for 34. Yeah. Why are you throwing the ball in 30 mile an hour wins? I, 34 that's times. That's why the Eagles won. Jordan Howard carried the ball 23 times. Frank Gore had the most carries for the Bills with nine. And then Josh Allen with eight, yeah. Yeah, so was, they just decided a to team, throw it up in the wind. A team that is like known for running the ball a lot only ran the ball 20 times. And I'm sure some of those eight would, by Josh Allen were scrambles. I'm sure most yeah, of them were. Yeah, not even designed runs. That's ridiculous. Talk about bad coaching. You're five and one and you play like that. Who do the Bills got coming up, Ty? Are the Bills exposed? I mean... Uh, dude... It sucks because they got the Redskins next week. That's probably a dub. Six and two. They got the Browns at home. I feel like the Browns should beat them, but at, at they're this not point, going to. Let's just say seven and two. Best case, best case seven and two. Worst case six and three. Six and three is still pretty damn good. Dolphins. That's mm. a dub. So they're either eight and two or seven and three after ten games. They're going to be again. They're going to be the shittiest team in the in the playoffs. And then they got the Broncos. I feel like that's a toss up because I feel like they're both going to be defensive battle, you know. And I feel like the Broncos. They're weird where they. They show up some games and they don't show up in other games, you know. I think they just beat bad teams. And then you got the Cowboys. (laughs) You got the Cowboys in Dallas. That's a loss. You got the Ravens. That's a loss. You got the Steelers in Pittsburgh. That's probably a win. But in Pittsburgh, you never know. But again, that's probably a win. win. Then you got the Patriots. I mean, if they beat the teams they should beat, that's like a four loss, three loss season. That's kind of sad. Probably four losses. They have one of the easiest schedules. I think. My prediction now is they're going to go 10 and 6. I think they're going to lose the games they're supposed to lose. And I feel like there's going to be one or two where, the, because they're the Bills, like today, they should win on paper, but they'll lose because and of the honest, Bills. Honestly, a couple of those games don't even matter because no matter what, they're a wild card team. Like yeah. they're not going to pass the Patriots, so they can lose a couple and they're still going to like glide into well, the wild card. Yeah, like we said, nine and seven might be enough and they're already eight at five wins. So I'm pretty sure they can finish four and five. Well, for sure. I hope they don't, though. I really don't. I really do. <laughs> What's next, Ty? What, what game you want to cover next? Anything else? Jason, we're going to head out. I just, I fucked up. I fucked up. I fucked up. We're going to go Giants-Lions, Jason. 26 to 31. High uh, scoring game, unlike I expected. I did bad math. Thought my bet didn't hit. It, in fact, did hit, Jason. So what did you have last week? I had the New York Giants plus, plus seven. seven. Okay. New York Jets plus four and a half. That one missed, right? That was the only one that missed for me this week. Man, this Lions-Giants game, Daniel Jones, great game, 28 for 41, 322, four touchdowns. Matthew Stafford had three touchdowns. Pretty sure the Lions had like a fumble touchdown. All of these things to say that I had the Lions and the Giants at under 49 and a half in a parlay in Las Vegas, and they were easily over it. 57, they were 
eight points over it, Ty. It's a shame. I mean, I'm just, I'll talk about the rest of my game, my bets in Vegas as we get there, but oh, for one so far, I already lost the parlay, but it's pretty funny how bad I did. Just giving away money. One bet I won was the Seahawks Falcons on our, on our podcast. Didn't have actual money on it. The I, only one you won. At the time of the game, I believe the line was plus eight and a half for the Falcons. So you actually would have lost this, but at the time we recorded, it was only plus three and a half for the Falcons. And they played Seattle close. They lost 27-20. I took Wait, Seattle I minus three this? and a half. No, I'm, well, I'm saying if I would have bet this oh, you on Saturday, I would have lost because okay. the line moved so much. That's mm-hmm. how much it moved. Most of it being because Matt Ryan didn't play, which I, which is crazy to me. Why did the line open so low to begin with? Are people still like thinking the Falcons can do damage? I think the Falcons are quite possibly the worst team in the NFL. Because they're, they've won a game, but all their other games, they've just gotten shit pumped. This is probably their closest loss of the season. It's I don't they're like the worst talented team I've ever seen in any sport ever. Ever. I don't get it. They're the I've never seen a team that has this much dude, they have Matt Ryan who say what you will, he's an above average quarterback. He might not be elite, but he's above average. He's a few years removed from an MVP. Devontae Freeman, who a few years ago was one of the best running backs in the league, still I'd say top fifteen at the worst. You got Julio, who's one of the best receivers. Calvin Ridley's a young receiver to be excited about. Austin Hooper's actually the top fantasy tight end in the league. They have some defensive playmakers, which granted some of them got hurt. They have I've never seen a team this talented. I could see if they were like I could definitely see if they were like four and four, okay. Because they're not that good. One in seven? Yeah, it's just it's I'm surprised Dan Quinn hasn't been fired, as is everyone that follows football. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it, Jay. But I won the bet. Seahawks, you know, I said never bet on or against the Falcons, and I would have been right if I bet this on Saturday, but I got ahead of the line. Two weeks in a row, we both won on a bet with the Falcons involved. Both betting against the Falcons. Okay, yeah. Maybe we got to keep note of that. Next up on the list, Ty? We're going Jets-Jaguars, Jay. Minshew Mania is back and better than ever. (laughs) Yeah, he had a good game. He had a real good game. He sauced up them New York Jets. And you know what, Jay? What's up? This is the only game I lost. It was you, uh, like you said, Jets like four and a half or whatever, plus four and a half, plus four and a half. They got shit pumped, and that leads into my ED players of the week. You got two. I also had two prepared. Jason, Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, pretty, Sam Darnold, pretty poor showing for both of them. Two hundred and eighteen yards, three interceptions. He did have two touchdowns. Le'Veon Bell, nine carries for twenty three yards. He had thirty five yards from scrimmage. Yeah, that's rough. That's real, real rough. Absolutely fucked me. If I recall. Before the year, these were our two teams to watch out for. You kind of jokingly said, said the, the Jaguars. No, you jokingly said the Jaguars. But then when we talked about the Jaguars playing the Saints, you were like, Jaguars aren't good. So I didn't know if you believed it or not. I said the Jets. I said, Did watch out for the Jets? the Jets. I said the Jets would be a wild card team tie, and they are one in six. Well, see, the thing with mine is that Nick Foles is going to be playing for the Jaguars. If I did, in fact, say that. Well, you said it, but then you like went back on it multiple times but then said it again like it was one of your things where i didn't know what you were saying and like what you actually meant so i think you were just setting yourself up to be right either way i like it jaguars could be a wild card team sounds foolproof jets probably not going to deserve to be a wild card team (laughs) jets probably not going to be a wild card team i think i just got messed up you know sam darnold had mono so he was out for a while just messed up the mojo i really thought they were going to be good with cj mosley jamal adams sam darnold Le'Veon bell and it's just Le'Veon bell's been a bust yeah, he's been pretty bad. He's been, t- I mean, all the preseason rankings with running backs and everything, everyone's like, oh, don't forget, Le'Veon Bell's coming back. Well, I like, think fantasy wise, he's actually still decent because fantasy's weird because he could be decent in fantasy, but not that good. But he's still been terrible in real life, though. Yeah. He hasn't done shit for the Jets, which could be he hasn't had more attributed than to their offensive line. But 70 rushing yards is the most he's had in a game. Yeah. And you're expecting at least 150 from him. 
you know, a couple breakout games. Where are this far in the season? He's done nothing. Well, you know, as good of an athlete as he is, maybe that's what happens when you take a year off of actual game time playing against, you know, other top athletes in your sport. Just just a thought. That is true. You know who else uh, has done nothing this season? Who's that, Ty? Andy Dalton. He's done a lot of disappointing. He yeah. actually had a somewhat decent game. He did have a good game. But they still lost 24 to 10 to the Los Angeles Rams, who are back who to five are and three. back. I don't know if you saw this, but I wrote an article about how the Rams could still win the NFC West. That's a terrible article. They played shitty teams that make them look better than they really are. I wrote this before. They break under pressure. I wrote this before they went on their shitty team run. But everyone knew the shitty team was in the schedule. Exactly. I'm just saying, look. They've had get right games. Of course they're going to win. They only look, beat the Bengals by 10. The 0-8 Bengals, they only win by two point touchdowns. Look. I think we talked about this last week, actually, because I talked about the Falcon. I talked about the Seahawks and the 49ers. We don't remember what we talk about. Honestly. Look, man, look, OK, the Seahawks only beat the Bengals by one. All right. This was a London game. They were a little they were a little groggy. All right. A little groggy in the foggy. Too much tea. They got two more easy games, Steelers and Bears that can move them to seven and three. I think the Niners, I think they're still frauds. I'm not buying it on the Niners. They are my Minnesota twins of the year. They steam pumped the Panthers. Who were someone, you know, don't forget they're on their backup quarterback. Don't forget that. Who's played better than their don't real quarterback. Don't forget they're on a backup quarterback. There have been trade talks for Cam Newton. Let me just list the teams they've beaten, Ty. They've beaten the Buccaneers, who did beat the Rams. I will be fair, but that was like the Buccaneers' one crazy game they had against. Anyone could be the victim of that. I'm just, most years it's the Saints, and I'm glad it wasn't this year. <laughs> they beat the Bengals. They beat the Steelers the week after Big Ben got hurt. They beat the Browns. Then they beat the Rams, which they did. They did, but they're, you know, if you rewatch that game, the Rams got a little unlucky. They were going to be up 14, I think, seven, and then like something happened. I don't know, fumble something, and then just completely swing the game. They beat the Redskins, and then they beat the Panthers. Next week, they're going to beat the Cardinals, and then they have another test against the Seahawks. Might win that. They get to play the Cardinals again, probably going to beat them. Then they have Packers, Ravens, Saints, three in a row. That's going to be a tough schedule. That's three losses. I'm saying it now. I love, I love to hear it. I'm fine with it. <laughs> so. I think the Rams can still win the NFC West, and Ben texted me as he saw that article on his own. Don't know how he saw it, and he he said, appreciate the optimism. You're welcome, Ben. See, I know you don't listen to this, but you're welcome. The issue with your thing here, Jay, they already have such a lead on the fucking Rams. Three-game lead. Three two game two and lead. a half. Two and a half. You, the, the Rams would have to win out the rest of the fucking season. They're going to. They're not going to win out the rest of the, the season. The Rams are going to go 12 and 4, and the Niners are going to go 12 and the 4. The Rams are not the Rams from last year. Rams are going to go 12 and 4. Ram- Niners Jason, are going to go 12 and 4. Just last week, you were shit talking the Rams how they can't win because and, Jared Goff isn't a good quarterback. And I don't know how NFL tiebreakers work, but the Rams have the tiebreaker. I can confirm that. I think you're getting a little hometown bias. I think you're a little LA sports writer, Jay, and I think you're getting a hometown bias. I'm a little New Orleans bias now, too, buddy. I don't Fuck know if yeah, you read you my articles. I do. I love every bit of them. <laughs> I love hearing you talk good about the Saints after shit talking them all these years. Shut up. Uh, Buccaneers Titans, Jay, you also missed this bet. Okay, it looked close for a while. It was close. You had them at two and a half. They lost by four. I fucking hate the fucking. I hate sports, dude. I hate them. Jameis Winston, one of the greatest ugly games of his career. Well, that's every game, yeah. Took a ball off the helmet, was looking away, fumbled, <laughs> and then motioned one of his wide receivers and handed it off to his running back to where they perfectly collided and his wide receiver tackled <laughs> the running back. It was fantastic. Mike Evans, big game. Mike Evans is a fucking monster. They have great wide receivers. I think, honestly, all they need is a quarterback. Phillip Rivers, bro. 
Any All the team, Buccaneers need is a quarterback, any team, and they're going to be a wild. They'd be at least be a wild card team. I don't know about the NFC now. The NFC is too deep. They can't get next back year. in that hole. We'll say next year. Just trade Philip to the Bears. Trade Philip to the Bucks. Trade Philip to the what's like a team that's actually kind of in playoff position a little bit, but that needs a quarterback. Is there any? I don't know, but trade him somewhere, bro. I said it last week. I don't know if I said it last week. I want Philip Rivers traded because I want him to contend. But it doesn't matter because we're going to make the playoffs this year, as I already outlined. Absolutely not. Broncos Colts. Um, a game. This is the Peyton Manning Bowl, in case you didn't know, Ty. Oh, another game that I had money on in Vegas. <laughs> Minus five and a half Colts. Seem fail-proof. Uh, they were losing most of this game. They won 15 to 13, and the Broncos covered. How'd they get 15? Did they just kick three field goals or five field goals? I don't know, but the first drive of the game, they drove down the field, and they missed a field goal, and that was like the first game going on. That was the first thing I saw of my bet happen, and I said, yep, this is going to be a bad day, and it was. It was a bad day for me. I don't know how they got 15 points. Was there like safety or something? I don't know, Ty. Did they get a touchdown? Jacoby Brissett didn't have a touchdown. Marlon Mack had a touchdown. Then one touchdown. Maybe three field goals. Three field goals and a touchdown went for two. I don't know. That's weird. It's a weird score. Yeah. Or maybe they just missed the extra point. But yeah, I lost money on that. And I didn't really watch much of it, but they won. That's all that matters. The Colts are pretty good. Some would say Colts are pretty good. Some would say, Jay, we'll get to it. What do you, you got your Saints up next? We should have talked about them second. That was a little rude of me. I like I like letting it ease in, Jay. It's just it's just so easy week to week. It's just oh Saints won again. Oh <laughs> yeah, ship pumped play the, the Cardinals. Ship pumped the Cardinals. Did no, you we talk didn't play. smack to Brandon at all. Ship pumped. Oh, I did. Okay. Was, I mean, what's there to talk though? We ship pumped them. Best yeah. team in the NFC. Battle of the short quarterbacks. That should have inspired you. I mean, Russell Wilson's in the combo. Yeah, but I think Drew Brees and Kyler Murray are both shorter, maybe. Drew Brees, comeback player, Jason. Yeah, he had a good game. He had a real good game, as expected oh, by a Hall of Fame quarterback. Did you miss your we'll watch out for that guy guy? I might have a guy. All right, well, I'll just talk about my we'll watch out for that guy guy right Who now. Oh, no, I didn't. We're good. My backup will watch out for that guy in case you had my guy was Drew Brees. Third start of the season, threw for 329 yards. Really? Because that was mine. You just... 373 yards. You just cucked me. That was mine. That's beautiful. He's my backup. That's not mine. That's not mine. It's a Latavius Murray tie. Mm-hmm. Watch out for Latavius Murray. I am on record for writing an article saying that Latavius Murray is not that good of a of like a, <laughs> a replacement for Alvin Kamara because I just didn't think he was that good. 21 carries, 102 yards, touchdown, on top of nine receptions, 55 yards, and another touchdown. Two touchdowns, 150-some scrimmage yards. You know me. I always come prepared with my stats. I got some stats for you, Ty. Let me hear them. Some that might blow your, blow your mind. One thing. He may have led... My other fantasy team, my $5 league that I don't really care about, he may have led us to victory. Ooh. I was just like he led the Saints to victory in a 31 to 9 shit pumping. I was winning. Um, Shaden Burke, high school, we know yep. him. He had one player tonight and I lost. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Who do you have? James Connor. Ooh. Almost led us to victory. Almost. Improbably. You know, taking a dump Sunday morning before the game started. And I said, oh, Alvin Kamara's out, out. I was like, who do I need to pick up? I was like, oh, let me just pick up Latavius Murray. 27.7 fantasy points. If only I started David Montgomery against the Chargers, who literally has been terrible all year and put up 20 points, I would have won. My other fantasy league, I lost 158 to 75. I've given up on that one. That's a tough look. Not only did they have an insane week, you had a garbage week. The way I'm looking at it, if I'm going to have a garbage week, well, this is two in a row now, but if I'm going to have a garbage week, have it against a 150-point week. That's the time to do it. It's true. Okay, so he didn't he didn't lead my fantasy team to, lead, to the win. He led the Saints to the win. So his stats the last two weeks, Ty, Latavius Murray, 48 attempts, 221 yards, 
three touchdowns rushing. Then he has another 14 receptions, 86 yards, another uh, receiving touchdown. So he's had 27 carries and 21 carries the last two weeks tie. Okay. Can I tell you something? I'd love to hear it. Alvin Kamara has never had a 20 carry game in his career. It's because he's too dangerous in the passing attack. Uh, does that blow your mind at all? Not once in his entire career has he had a 20 carry game. Um, It does that we haven't done it this season. Before he was splitting carries with Ingram. So that doesn't surprise me for previously, but I would expect him to have it this season. His most ever was 19, which was with Ingram. This year, the most he's had is 17 in a game or 18, 17 or 18. That is surprising. I'm just saying. You got a running back two games in a row, 20 or more carries. Granted, part of the reason why he has more carries is because it was a large game, so you handed the ball off to him more. Maybe you should just run the ball with Alvin Kamara more, which he's probably not going to get to 20 carries anyways because now Latavius Murray's proved himself, so he's going to get more reps. But I think the Saints should maybe be a little bit more of a running team, Ty. I think we absolutely are going to become more. I think everyone's expecting us to be more pass aggressive with Drew Brees. I think you should run more. I think we can be more methodical with Drew Brees. I'm just saying, like, it. the stats show, because let me tell you something, Ty. Since 2010, there has been 20 times in however many games, 8 times 6 is 128 plus however many games this year, 136 games, I believe, quick math. 20 of those 136, the Saints had one running back carry the ball 20 or more times. Okay. So the last time was uh, November 12th, 2017, so two years ago almost. Mm. Mark Ingram. The, record in the, Saint, uh, the Saints record in those games? 16 and four. Just saying. But the thing with that is you, you hand the ball off when you're winning. So those yeah, are games that's what we're I just already winning. That's yeah. what I just said. But not, <laughs> hey, I was, I was looking at, I didn't watch this game, but I was looking at the drives. Your first two touchdowns this week, Latavius Murray like carried the ball most of the plays. I think we had a missed field goal on the opening drive. Yeah. Too. It was like the, the first drive he scored a touchdown. I think there was like seven plays. He carried it five times. The second drive, it was like three for five. And then he had the receiving touchdown. So he was like a big part of each. Each drive. I think we had like 20 minutes of possession in the first half. Because you're running the ball. Yeah, it was insane. We just drove down the fucking field and they couldn't stop us. Saints should run the ball more. That's what I'm saying, Ty. Now, with that being said, Jay, I'm completely going to ignore that. Okay. He wasn't my watch out for this guy because everyone's already been watching out for him. Me and you were talking, I think, last pod about who's MVP this season. Aaron Rodgers. And we said we both agreed on Aaron Rodgers probably. Yeah. Now, if Aaron Rodgers cools off. Okay. Or gets injured or anything, Aaron Rodgers out of the conversation. Don't you dare say Taysom Hill. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like a Tyler thing I to say. I love it, but no, not Taysom Hill. <laughs> there's been some there's been some rumbling, and I'm saying NFL account, ESPN account, Mike Thomas, first wide receiver MVP in that will history never, of the league. That won't happen, Ty. Now. It won't happen. Here's my argument for it. He's on pace to set the record for the most receptions in a single season. He's okay. on pace for 1,700 receiving yards. And typically, when a wide receiver has an insane season like that, it's because they have an insane quarterback. He's going to be split between two quarterbacks. So not Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Brees are going to be in the conversation. Yeah. And he's been the only consistent elite offensive piece on our team to make the playoffs. Now, if Aaron Rodgers goes down, there isn't a lot of strong competition in the MVP race for the, you know, just in the MVP race. Mike Thomas has been fucking insane. He's only got four touchdowns. Yeah, fuck that. Will that hurt him? It might. He's going to get more Drew Brees 100%. (sighs) And again, he's been doing all that with Teddy B. Drew Brees comes back. He's going to have bigger games. No, they'll give it to like Brady or something. He's got to be in the conversation. You're telling me if Aaron Rodgers cools down and gets hurt and the Patriots end up going like 15-1, and one, they won't give it to Tom Brady? They probably will. It'll be stupid. But he's got to be in the conversation. If we go 15-1, and one, they don't give it to Mike Thomas, who has an insane record-setting wide receiver year compared to an average Brady year? I don't know, man. Record 
for receptions. <laughs> He'll I, he's on pace right now for the most ever. Um, I think it's he's on pace for over seventeen hundred receiving on yards. On pace, but that's what Teddy B. Drew Brees is coming back. Yeah, but I think he plays some tougher teams. Maybe I don't know. I actually don't know. I haven't really. We actually have a pretty easy schedule the entire year. We play the Niners. And... The Packers, maybe? No, we don't play the Packers. No, the Niners play the Packers. That's what it is. The Colts. That's the other yeah. somewhat decent team. Other than that, it's all in division games, I feel like. And the Titans. Yeah. Like I said, I said this a few weeks ago, you guys got away with playing a lot of shitty quarterbacks this year, dude. But with that being said, too, I was looking at saying, it. I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. I think every team's done that. I think there's a lot of shitty teams this year, and I think a lot of good quarterbacks are injured. You know what? The Chargers have been playing a gauntlet of good quarterbacks, Ty. Is that why you've been so bad? You ever heard of Jacoby Brissett? <laughs> He's having a pretty good year. Next week, Aaron Rodgers, MVP. Runner-up to Mike Thomas. How about a little Deshaun Watson? You guys played them. He's the best quarterback you played. Beat him. Most importantly, how about Delvin Hodges? Mm, the duck. Devlin Hodges. He was pretty good, bro. <laughs> no, we just suck. Yeah, you're probably right about that. There are, I feel like there are teams though that have gotten unlucky and played like good quarterbacks more often. Yeah, but there's been a bunch of like the Patriots have had just a fucking lollipop schedule. You know who I feel like has played a lot of good quarterbacks, and this is just complete. I already looked up their schedule, but I'm not going to look. You see my eyes closed. The Raiders. Oh, that was kind of gross. Excuse was that me. you or me? I think it was me. <laughs> I feel like the Raiders have played a lot of quarter, good quarterbacks. They played uh, Deshaun Watson this week. Uh, lost 24 to 27. Do we to talk about it? No, they played the Chiefs. They played Patrick Mahomes. They played Kirk Cousins, who. That's another sleeper MVP, bro, and I hate it. Kirk Cousins Kirk is having Cousins. himself a He's season. Fucking atrocious. We'll talk about the Raiders first, and we'll circle back to Kirk Cousins. Go ahead with the Raiders tie. Oh, no, they just lost by three. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that wasn't either of our bets, was it? Nope. I was actually thinking for my parlay, which would have lost anyways, this wouldn't have changed all three of them. I was thinking about betting Raiders plus like six or whatever it was, because I think the Raiders are actually some secretly decent. I think... They're probably better than their record shows because, like what you're saying, they've yeah. played better teams. They're secretly decent. I think a lot of the elite teams have just had lollipop schedules, Saints included. Yeah. No, you guys. Well, yeah, the playoff teams you guys played from a year ago. The Bears are not the same. Yeah. Bears. The, and the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys are hit so hit and miss. They're my Carolina Reaper team. So, but the Texans are good. I'll give you that. Did we play the Cowboys? Sure. Yeah, you played the Cowboys. You beat them 12 to 10, bro. Oh, fuck, that's right. I know I more know. about your team now than we're just, you do. We're just on a streak. All the, the, all the wins blur together, Jay. And then the other one was the, um, you played the Rams, well, yeah, the Rams which was the injury game. No, there's one more. The Seahawks. Yeah. We you beat the Seahawks Seattle. at home. Who are frauds? Yeah, they haven't been good at home yet this uh, season so far. No, but Kirk Cousins, man, let me tell you. They won on Thursday. We usually don't talk about Thursday. But he's got, he's on pace for 4,000 pat. He's, he's just going to have like a mediocrely efficient season. Yeah, if he continues on his pace, he's terrible. Is he though? Yeah. Are we? Is it time that we stop hating on Kirk Cousins? Ty? Well, he's my Carolina Reaper team, so no. I mean, I might. He's need, terrible. I might need to bet on them next week if they. Play. I actually found out there's these things on Amazon's that are called like magic candies or something that make hot things taste taste sweet. And uh, I'm doing some research. I think those are fake. I mean, I'm gonna try anything I can if I have to eat that fucking I think, pepper. I think those are fake. I'm like ninety. I'm gonna read an article sure. and it's gonna be like, drink piss before eating spicy things. It'll be fine. <laughs> and I'm gonna do it. Oh, my God. You'll be fine. Cowboys nor the Vikings. That's another thing. Both of our teams are from the NFC, so we'll know, you know, there's no way that our teams can play each other in the Super Bowl. True. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. Moving on, Jason, to the Panthers 49ers. This line I was terrified to bet in Vegas, and I shouldn't have been. Absolutely easy lock for me. Five and a half. They win by, like, 40? 38. 
I mean, 51, 50 burger. And Jason, I think me and you both, we've been ignoring the 49ers. Overrated, bro. We have not been giving them the love that they deserve. I just said 10 minutes ago they were overrated, so you're probably right about that. And my actual, we'll watch out for that guy, guy of the week, Tevin Coleman. Yep. Oh, don't please. 11 carries, 105 yards on the ground, three touchdowns, including receiving touchdowns for four on the day. It's a pretty good day. Four touchdowns on the day to help get their 50 burger. They, he almost had as many touchdowns as the Panthers had points. Not mm. really 13 to four, but it's, it's double it at a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Christian McCaffrey, another good game after getting traded from my fantasy team. Um, Kyle Did Allen he? exposed. Good fantasy day. Yeah. He had 14 no, carries, 117 yards, touchdown. And then he had another 30 uh, his in the air. Receiving was okay. Kyle Allen, you know, this one bad game is going to be like, well, we need to bring Cam Newton back. Yeah. Even though Cam Newton would have played just as bad as Kyle Allen tonight. If Cam Newton's healthy, Ty, or he's still a good quarterback. He's not. If he's healthy, he's, he's never going to be healthy again. That's like saying if Tom Brady was still 21, he'd still have a great career. You can't, you can't say that. You never know. I said it before the fucking... No, you, I, I can't say that. You I know said what? it before the season. You know what? Cam Newton's career is over. Everyone knew that this year would be bad. You know what? People said that Drew Brees wouldn't be the same after he broke his collarbone on the Chargers. Then he turned himself into a Hall of Fame quarterback on the Saints. So as someone who has survived a horrific injury you should be appreciative and no, support cam newton because they're uh in division so fuck cam newton he's gonna leave he's i dude i have this weird vision about him being a charger i do i don't know why phil rivers to the bears cam newton to the chargers phil rivers either retiring or leaving this offseason because he's sick of our shit and then us somehow getting cam newton for like a fifth round pick because they want a quarterback because we still have talent around him so they want a quarterback they don't want to start the process over right and they away won't win now which there's also rumors about tom Brady being a charger I don't know if you've heard about those. Oh, I have. I don't think that happens, but if it does, I'd be pissed because I could so see the Chargers <laughs> not caring about winning, not caring about everything, and signing Tom Brady, 43-year-old Tom Brady, like a three-year deal or whatever until he's 45, giving him a stake of ownership probably <laughs> just so they can sell tickets in the new stadium. And it's just – it's it would work. They'd sell tickets. And you can tell me they won't? Tom, They will. But And Tom Brady is a winner, but – We'll catch him on the downslide, and then he won't be as good because we don't have an offensive line, and our coaches and Bill Belichick. Yeah, you guys will lose to the Patriots in the playoffs to like a first-year quarterback. Bill Belichick will just mold him into his perfect quarterback. Yeah, it's and rough. then uh, it'll actually damage Tom Brady's career. And being a Charger damages everyone's career. <laughs> um, but yeah, speaking of them, Patriots easily took care of the Browns, twenty-seven thirteen. Browns actually looked decent in the first half. They were down seventeen-seven, but I know they had. I know they were looking decent, and then they like turned the ball over like three times. Baker Mayfield yes, had his butt fumble moment where he just threw the ball into... <laughs> he tossed it to the other team. <laughs> yeah. Again, 20 for 31 for Baker Mayfield, 194 yards, touchdown, uh, interception. You also had them at 10 and a half. I had them at 10 and a half. I thought that was a lock, and if they didn't turn the ball over three times, maybe it would have been a lock. Oh, it easily would have been a lock, but... Because 14, to turn the ball over... Four... Three times and lose by 14, like you easily could have lost by like 10 or 7. And it wouldn't have mattered anyways because I had them in my actual parlay and in our, our bets. But, you it's know unfortunate. what? unfortunate. Baker Mayfield, you know we're going to hear him in the media. <laughs> They're doubting us. Yeah, you... They're doubting us. He's them, been Ty. garbage this season. They are doubting He them. has had such a sophomore slump. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been embarrassing. I think a lot of it's because his head coach is incompetent. I think oh, we they, could run a team better than the head their coach. coach is fo- coaching's terrible. The Browns are never going to have a competent head coach ever. Me. Hire me. Honestly, at this point, they should just put Twitter polls up during the game and have us vote on plays. <laughs> you know why they have bad coaching luck? Because they originally had Bill Belichick and they let him walk. 
Yeah, if you let Bill Belichick go, you're probably not great at it's uh, the Bill Belichick assessing. Curse. Why don't people talk about this? It's the Bill Belichick curse, dude. It's I I'm pretty sure he might have played. He might have coached for like the Browns before they folded, and then they came in the league or some dumb stuff like that. Because I know they like used to exist and they went away, and then they existed again. But he was on. He was a Cleveland Browns head coach from 1991 to 1995. Hmm. So, just saying. I think and then I he think goes on to create the greatest dynasty of all time. Yeah, see, they they folded the Browns in '95 and then re-brought them back in 1999. They folded the Browns after Bill Belichick left. I don't know if Bill Belichick left because they folded the Browns or if they folded because they knew that they were about to have a curse. That's probably why they felt a curse coming on. <laughs> you feel a curse, you stay home. <laughs> and then uh, last game was Packers Chiefs. Packers narrowly beat the Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers looking like an MVP. Uh, Packers versus Chiefs asterisks with no Patrick Mahomes. Matt Moore looks pretty good though. He looked fucking great for backup quarterback. Yeah, he looked good. Um, two hundred sixty-seven, two touching or two passing touchdowns. I've, Matt Moore's that guy. Every year he comes out and like replaces either Ryan Tannehill or whoever. They're like he's overqualified as a backup. Teddy Bridgewater is going to become that guy now. No, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be a starter as soon as he leaves the Saints. So I was looking at his contract because someone tweeted something outlandishly ridiculous, and it's a one-year contract, but then you guys can pay him the next two years. Do you know anything about that? Like we have options, maybe? I don't, but his, it doesn't say, usually it says if they have an option, like it'll come up. I think you guys are just paying him the next two years to offset the cap so you had more cap space this year. I think. I have no idea. Okay, if you don't have an idea, then I'm assume I'm right. Um, because this guy tweeted to trade, this would be a good trade for you guys. He's a Saints fan. He's on the Big Easy Believer or whatever. You guys would trade Teddy B and like a fifth for Allen Robinson, or Teddy B in a second. For Allen Robinson in a third. Allen Robinson's a pretty good receiver on the Bears. Fine with it. The Bears would never do that. Ever. <laughs> Ever. So they're trading, and maybe the trade had Mitchell Trubisky coming to New Orleans just as a backup. Why would the Bears trade their one offensive weapon to get a quarterback where he would then have no one to throw to for a quarterback who could also leave after the season? I don't know what the contract was, but I know there was talks of us trading for A.J. Green. Yeah. Which... I'm more than okay with. Yeah. I think Teddy B was involved with those, but that it, again, it doesn't make sense if he doesn't have. Yeah. Like why would a team do that? So it's good for you. I'm not saying it's good for the saints, but that was just totally a saints fan. You know what I mean? Like biased. Like I see it all the time with the Dodgers. Like let's trade, you know, Pedro Baez for Mike, we Mike Trout. That a little bit later. Oh yeah. Let, let's trade Pedro Baez for Mike Trout. And it's like, you guys think this is possible? What? <laughs> like, yeah, come I don't on know. now. I just want us to get another wide receiver. If we get another wide you receiver, need one. And happy. I think the deadlines today at, Tomorrow, but today is, well, tomorrow, right now, today is the time the people are listening to this, if they listen on the first day. It's going to heat up tomorrow, and I just hope the Saints uh, get another... It doesn't even have to be someone insane. Just someone like... a competent second, you know. Yeah. Other guy like a fourth, fifth round pick. Yeah, because, like you said, Mike Thomas might be MVP. I actually like that argument. I kind of denied you. I don't think it happens, because I don't think they just... I just don't think they give it to a wide receiver. I article coming on it. Probably you do give me. <laughs> I give you a bunch of article you ideas. Give me inspiration. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, I could. I, I don't think it would happen just because. I just. I just. NFL voters are weird. It's fun to wish, but I like that. But yeah, if he goes bet. down, if he goes down, you guys are like screwed targets wise. Yeah, I mean, we have Jared game. Cook, who's all right, but he's been hurt, and then Alvin Kamara comes back. He's still good coming out of the backfield, but if we get another wide receiver, we're fucking Can you golden. imagine going in the playoffs and let's say Michael Thomas gets hurt, God forbid, and Ted Jinn is your best receiver? <laughs> I mean, if that happens, Jay, Latavius Murray's getting his 20 carries. They're, they're, no, they're going to run Alvin Kamara and just 
line Latavius Murray out at slot or vice versa. Just run with Latavius Murray and then convert Kamara into a slot receiver. It'll work. They, I could definitely see the Saints doing something like that. Having like Latavius Murray at running back, Taysom Hill at fullback, and then Kamara in the slot. Oh, just... you forget about Taysom Hill, bro. That man <laughs> plays everywhere. He's got four. I think he has four receiving touchdowns on the year, which is more than like a couple of the elite wide receivers. Same as Michael Thomas. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's the best quarterback receiver in the league. Yeah. I, I should I get say you that a Taysom Hill jersey. You need. To I would. A, f- I need a Taysom Hill jersey. How long is he on the team, though? I don't want to get you a Taysom Hill <laughs> jersey, know. and he just leaves <laughs> after this year. Cam Jordan's up next for me, but not Taysom Hill. Well, if I buy it for you, then you don't really get an. Well, no, I'm just saying, if I get manner. a jersey, Cam Jordan's up next. All right, for good. Me. That means Taysom Hill's not your. Uh, he's not. You're not going to buy it. Let's see. How long is Taysom Hill signed a three year contract? When did he sign that? Oh, he's a restricted free agent after this year. I don't, don't know, know how the res- I don't know how it works in the NFL. I either. feel like no one's ever actually a free agent in the NFL, unless you're like Antonio Brown. What are the odds of some team paying Taysom Hill some outlandish amount of money because they think he could be like an every snap normal quarterback? I think he could be One an every 50? snap normal quarterback. Jason, I don't think he can. I think people are sleeping on. I think we re-sign him because he's the future of the New Orleans Saints. If he was an every snap quarterback, they would have never got Teddy Bridgewater. Nope, because they like having him as a receiving quarterback, exactly. Jason. Okay, but he's not a normal quarterback. He's good in his spots. I'm saying he's not a guy who's going to go out there and throw the ball 40 times, Tyler. Have we ever even actually seen him throw the ball? I think less than 10 in his career. <laughs> he looks good in practice, though. I've seen some practice he's, tape. He's not even a – he's like a running – dude, he's freaking – he's Danny Amendola. Or not Danny Amendola. He's Julian Edelman. They just never changed his position when they drafted him. That's what he is. <laughs> well, he lines up under – he basically just winds up under Wildcat. It's a normal formation, but it's Wildcat. I'm sure Julian Edelman has done that a few times. I'm he's sure throwing he has. the ball. Yeah, he's Julian Edelman, but they haven't changed his position type. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Oh, shit. All right. Do you want to get into our bets? Let's get into our bets, so Jason. I can, what am let, I on the year? I'm going to let you go first. You are now officially. Let me I think three and nine. Let me double three, check no, this. You are three, three and six. six. And you're, I don't know what you are. I, I am now seven and two. Some would say lights out. We need to start doing basketball picks. Nope. No, I'm fine with football. Too. All right. My first pick of the week. I told you beforehand, this was going to be my first pick. This line is 100% going to move. Um, so I kind of feel cheating taking this because I know like, when I'm in Vegas on the next weekend, because I'm being in Vegas again, that the line's going to be completely different. I'm not actually going to bet it. It's Indianapolis for the second week in a row. Minus one at the Pittsburgh Steelers tie. Absolutely absurd. Do you agree with my pick on that one? I Absolutely think? absurd that they're only minus one. That was my second pick. Yeah. I, I don't understand how that's conceivable. The Steelers, it's just the Steelers. It's the big name Steelers hype. And because I say this, they're probably going to upset the freaking Colts or the Colts will win by one and it'll be a push. No, there's no way. They're going to get a tie, this is and I'm li- going to lose the bet. This is literally a two-touchdown game. Minimum. It opened as a pick'em. That is insane. A pick'em. This is a two-touchdown game. I don't it's know. not even up for... I genuinely throw good... Throw money on this, please. I'm I, begging you. I know you don't listen to Bill Simmons. No. If you do ever listen to Bill Simmons, the one I would suggest is his Monday, but I think they might post it Sunday night, whatever. They do a thing called Guess the Lines, and they go through all the lines, and they guess what they think they're going to oh, do. Oh, yeah, I've heard those. Yeah. If I did a guess the lines for this, I would have done Colts on the road, probably like minus four and a half because they're on the road and they usually give like three points to Pittsburgh. That's usually the Pittsburgh swing is not that good. I would think seven and a half well, the, on the road. Yeah. The gambling logic is the home team like automatically gets three well, that's points. That's what I'm saying. Seven yeah. and a half. I think this is at least a 10 to 14 point game. Well, yeah, but then 
I would agree, but then minus the home factor, which is minus the three points. Which is why I had him at seven and a half. That's what I said. Oh, no, I said four and a half. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, that makes sense. I was saying, I think it's a 10, so give me seven no, and yeah, a half. No, yeah, maybe I agree with you. I don't know. Absurd. Yeah, Colts minus one. You know what else is uh, absurd, Jason? My first pick? What? Houston minus two against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> These two teams have similar oh, records. Shoot, they're minus two. I, when I looked today, they were minus three. They went down even more. These two teams have similar records. They're not similar in talent. I know J.J. Watt just got... We didn't even talk about that. J.J. Watt out for the season? Torn pectoral muscle, yeah. That's tough. Most likely. I don't know if it's 100% yet. I should probably research, but who cares? That's what I've heard. That's tough. But either way, these teams are not close in talent. Jacksonville beat them last time. These teams are not close in talent. And Jacksonville's at home. These teams are not close in talent. (laughs) (laughs) Houston minus two. I put that on my list. And I'm happy that you picked it because that was the one I felt the least comfortable about. It was my number one. That's how confident I am in this. All right. Well, my second pick then is going to be a team we just talked about. Oh, don't you fucking do it. Well, we, we, we technically talk talked about, about every team. We did. So. We went through the list. We might not have actually talked about the team I was thinking. I think it's the only team we didn't talk about. This is a trend. I'm following a trend from last week because I feel like if you follow this trend, over the 16 week and I felt well 17 week, but they only play 16 games. If you follow the week, the trend over the 16 week schedule, I feel like I would win money more than I win it. Going against Tennessee Titans again, I'm going with the Carolina Panthers as Ooh. three and a half point favorites over the Titans in Carolina. Ty, Carolina three and a half points. Yes, minus three and a half. It's in Carolina. The Titans last two games on the road tie against good defenses. You know how many points they scored? How many? They scored zero, and then I think seven. Damn. Let me see. Let me confirm that. I looked up Titans and it pulled up something else. Yeah. 16 to 0 against the Broncos in Denver. And then they steampumped the Falcons. That's not a good defense. But then they played the Jaguars in Jacksonville, only scored seven points. So, and you're saying the Panthers have a good defense. I feel like they have a sneaky good defense. They have, they have a, a good enough defense to make Marcus Mariota or Ryan Tannehill, probably Ryan Tannehill, because he won again today. I think. Did Ryan Tannehill play? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have a good enough defense to make him suck. And. The Titans are riding high right now. Ryan Hale, Tannehill's 2-0, and and this is going to be the game they come down to earth, and the Panthers beat them like 20-7. to That's fine. I'm fine with it. Which is the exact same score as the Jaguars-Titans game. Oh, well. Jason, right now, there's a game going on in which the Dolphins are probably going to lose. Yes. Next week, Jason, the Dolphins are going to win their first game of the season. That's a fucking bold pick, dude. Miami I see plus where you're five. going with that. That is bold. Miami plus five at home against the Jets, who just fucked me over, against Sam Darnold, who can't do anything, against Le'Veon Bell, who's a bust. Miami's winning their first game of the season against the Jets. That's bold, Ty. I'm not going to tell you how to do your bets, but that's bold. Miami's winning this. 69% of people are voting the Jets right now. Fuck those people. Okay. That is my moral walk of the week. 100% sure Miami wins this game outright. Your mortal lock is... Them plus five or them winning. Jason, we haven't done this yet. I'll do money line. <laughs> you don't get anything special out of it. You're right. I'm not going to do that. But just know <laughs> in my heart, it's a money line. All right, Ty. I'm feeling it. Miami's not going to go winless. They're going to beat the fucking Jets this week. I have one. I'm contemplating it. <laughs> okay. This is an official guess. Isn't an official guess. But I'm just going to talk you through why I would go this way. Okay. I have two left, so I'm fine either way. How do you have, you have one left? Well, no, I oh, have one I pick, but I have two on my list that I'm okay with. The bet that I'm considering, because you took mine, I only prepared three, is Minnesota. Minnesota 
plus two and a half. Fuck Minnesota. Against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Uh, backup quarterback in Kansas City. Is it the backup? Do I know Moore. that for sure? Oh my God, Jason. Have you looked at the public bets? Li- li- listen. Have you looked at the public yes, bets? Yes, that is part of my logic. You just cucked my logic. <laughs> you cucked my logic, dude. This is the same time I cucked you this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one was a joke cuck. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. When is Mahomes coming back? Uh, Do we know? I think it's a couple weeks. I think it was like An three weeks. article by the Viking Age say Vikings may have to face Patrick Mahomes in week nine after all. That's a fan-sided website, so I don't know how. Maybe like, he's healthy. Has Rappaport says Mahomes has outside chance of playing against Vikings. I think Matt Moore does fine against Vikings. That was my blinds. Everyone's taking this because the Chiefs, as only two and a half point favorites, you have to jump on that, right? You have to jump on the Chiefs minus two and a half. Obviously. And my heart says chiefs minus two and a half and if i've learned anything doing betting these last few weeks is that don't listen to myself Mm -hmm. just go against what i think and i feel like you know what if you believe that the nfl rigs games this is the game to rig you have 99 percent of people betting on the chiefs that means you let the vikings win 99 percent of the public bets on the chiefs right now i oh man I kind of want to take. I love how the one game you decide to go against your logic is the same logic as 99% of the other people. It's never like a 50 50 game where you're like, oh, no, it can't be that. You have to find the one that is the most one sided bet of all time. You know what? And I love it. I love that you're that bold. Kirk Cousins, I'm not going to bet on this in real life. I might bet against this in my actual parlay. (laughs) No, I'm not, actually. I'm going to stay firm. I'm not going to hedge. I'm going to go with this, but I'm not going to bet in real life. Minnesota Vikings plus two and a half. Is my third pick. I said it, locked it in, can't change my mind, Ty. And, and I'm going to do the same thing I've done two, two out half. of the three weeks. I'm going to text you Sunday morning and say, why the fudge did you let me bet Minnesota plus two and a half? Hey, the one time you did that, though. They won. It worked. Yeah. Now, I have two games left here, Jay. How do you, how do you feel about that bet before you go into yours? It's a bold one. That's all I know. <laughs> Jason, this line is absolutely fucking absurd to me. Okay. How do... The garbage chargers. Oh my god. At home. How are they only three points? Underdogs. Underdogs. Well, if you look at our record, we only ever lose by like seven or less, so that's probably factors into it. You're playing pos- the best record in the NFC with Green Bay Packers. No. Niners. Second best record. I'm just saying, I'm just telling you why that might be the case. That is fucking absurd. Green Bay minus three is the most effortless bet I've ever made in my life. Dude, we're on we're rolling. We're on a winning streak, bro. Green Bay minus three is the easiest bet I've ever made in my life. 92% of the public agrees with me. Okay, let me again more people bet on the Chiefs than the Green Bay Packers as only three point favorites. Let me let me tell you what's gonna happen. You're gonna turn on the red zone. I don't know. Do you watch red zone? Nope. Well, you're gonna flip over the red zone. You should watch red zone, bro. Red zone's nice. I should. Don't you gotta pay for it? I don't know. Um You do it illegally, don't you, Jay? No, I well, I signed into my parents' like Spectrum account, and they had it. I don't know if they pay for it. Oh. <laughs> um, and I just watched it on my Xbox. You're going to flip over. Phillip Rivers drives down the field. Keenan Allen, touchdown. First drive of the game. Second second drive, Packers drive. Joey Bosa gets to Aaron Rodgers, breaks his collarbone. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> then you're like, crap. Jason, <laughs> you have a history of uh, of cursing quarterbacks on this podcast I with do. injuries. <laughs> Dude. Don't fucking do that to Aaron Rodgers. Please actually do that to Aaron Rodgers. It'll give us a one seed and it'll give Mike Thomas the MVP. That man's going to break his collarbone. I don't I don't want Aaron Rodgers to get hurt. I, I really don't. If any quarterback is going to get hurt this week, it's Lamar Jackson. Sorry, Lamar Jackson. I just <laughs> randomly thought of your name. That's fucked. And if you get hurt this week, I'm sorry, but I predicted it. 
I predict these things. Um, Chasing Green Bay minus three. I want to bet my house on it. I don't even own a house yet. If I'm being honest with you, I might actually bet on that. But by the time I get to Vegas, that might be like minus 10. No, I won't be. It'll get like minus six, probably six and a half would probably be the highest it gets. Minus three is fucking insane. Oh, man. I, I agree with you. I agree, but I'll never bet honor for the honor against the Chargers. All right. Recap here, Jason. You got a Indy minus one, Carolina minus three and a half, Minnesota plus two and a half. That feels like a 0 3 slate to me. I mean, you're used to those. If you're listening, just fade me. Just pick bet everything against me. Opposites. And bet with me, you'll be 6 0. <laughs> okay. Come on now. Houston minus two, Miami plus five, Green Bay minus three. Miami plus. I, this is a potentially bad week for you, Ty. Green Bay minus three is a lock. Houston, maybe Miami plus five is a lock. I feel like t- two of your three are questionable. And I feel like... Jason, you bet on the fucking Vikings. <laughs> 99% of the public disagrees with you. You know what? When you're two and six, buddy, you don't you, you don't lose. You basically chose a pick them in Indy. I'm just saying, most of the times I pick with the public and I always lose. So maybe the public, the percentage of the public, is always wrong. I don't remember. I'd usually just choose games That's a in good, my heart. If we just... I might screenshot this and do like the record. So like against the public, what the record is. So like the Bears plus five against Philly. Like if they win or lose that, like against the spread, you know, and see if you bet against the public, what I would have went. Great. Overall. Great question. I'm going to do that. Do it. I'm going to look up the percentages on like Saturday. That way it's a more, you know, throughout the week when the lines change and everything. And I guarantee you would have a winning record. I guarantee it. The public has to have a losing record. That's how they make their money. Because it's rigged. Yeah, exactly. That's why Minnesota 91% is the perfect game to bet on. No, this is going to be there like the Dolphins covering the spread every week. So no one thinks they're actually tanking. This is going to be the NFL just letting that one bet hit. And like, <laughs> see, we don't rig it. <laughs> All right, Ty. The World Series. A lot has happened since then. Moving a lot on, of rigging Jay. potentially because I've been known for saying the Houston Astros are cheaters. Wow. That's aggressive. I mean, they lost two games at home. If they're going to cheat. It would have been at home. Yeah, and then they freaking held the Nationals to three runs in three games, I think it was. Five games in a row have been won on the road. And game six is going to be won by Houston, and the series is going to be over. Probably. I don't think it goes seven. Max Scherzer, the worst possible time to wake up with a sore back. Dude, what the hell? Max Scherzer totally strikes me as a guy who would play through that. I was... They said he couldn't... He had to have his wife help him get dressed. Not like a play through it. Like, he physically... When he was addressing media, he was turning his whole body because he couldn't turn his neck. Welcome back. I just cut it right here. (laughs) I said something very inappropriate. All right. We're in the final best of three in the World Series. Yes. Astros are winning it. My bracket's a lock. I chose the World Series winners. I don't know what the fuck happened to the Nationals. They're dead. I told you, bro, they were going to make the World Series and lose in five. They won one more than I expected. They're dead. And that was on a fluke inning in this this game two where they scored like seven runs or six runs and like half of them were because of errors. They've scored three runs in three games. Yeah. At home. Yeah. Absolutely embarrassing. Verlander's going uh, game six, right? The most exciting thing about that game was the two chicks flashing their titties. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. It's fucking funny. Um, yeah, man. I've been really rooting for the Nationals. I really have been. I saw they were losing. Every single time I saw they were losing, I got an audible shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Respect your enthusiasm. <laughs> like, that's how devastated I was that they were losing. Now you can't blame the Dodgers losing on losing to the World Series winner. Well, I blame the Dodgers losing because they choke at everything they do. Um, it's true. Oh, we didn't even talk about um, Angel signed pitching coach today also. I didn't even see that. Yeah. The uh, Mets manager. 
Oh, Mickey Calloway. I did yeah. see that. Pitching coach. Is he good? He is. He was a pitching coach with the Cleveland Indians when they were lights out. Okay. So I'm excited. We're going all in. But he did just get fired from his managing job. He's not a manager. He's a pitching coach. And I believe he's worked <laughs> with... With who? Our manager. Just saying, you brought in a pitching coach who had a career ERA of 6.27. He couldn't do it. <laughs> Those who can't do, teach. I don't know the actual that's like, actually, saying. That's actually pretty true. I, I will give you that. So, with that being said, Jason, we're all in this year. If you can tell me what his last professional team he played for was, I will give you all the money in my bank account. The Angels. The Hyundai Unicorns. Oh. I thought we were talking. I thought you. I MLB. just said professional. I knew he played Japan. I just. I looked it up today. It's the only reason. I just. If you would have got that right, that would have been. I wouldn't have. <laughs> I would have just like kicked you out or something. <laughs> just pulled a gun out from under the desk. <laughs> um, the Dodgers. There's some rumors going on about L.A. Corey Seager, dude, on the trade block. I don't. That's been like all the fans have been saying that they should trade him because he did bad in the postseason. Everyone wants Lindor. There's actually like reported like rumors that the Dodgers will show interest in Lindor. I don't know if you saw those. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, WRC plus. Yeah. One runs weighted runs created. Seager is one worse in 2019 than Lindor and like nine better over their career. Yeah. Dodger fans are they see one bad series and they freak out. I saw an article and I'm not afraid to freaking, you know what? I'm not afraid to call it out because I can disagree with an article. I'm not going to say anything mean Plenty about Plenty of people it. disagree with your articles. Shut up. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, people have their opinions. And you don't I'm have never, to bash the author. You can just agree, disagree with this take. Yeah. I'm trying to see, I think it was on Dodger's way. I think it's a fan-sided website. It's the one I, I originally wrote for. I think my issue with it is, is you're getting someone with probably equal value at the plate, which is where you had the issue with Corey Seager for a player who's coming back off an injury. I will covering this year. And you're going to have to trade so much to get Lindor. I will say, I think overall, Oh Jesus. What was that? Is that your mic? Tyler, you're you're making our list. My bad. I think overall, I think Lindor is still the better shortstop. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be that much of a homer. Right now. But, but Lind- I think it's not as big as people would like to think. I think Seager easily has the potential to be a better shortstop. Yeah. Um, but Lindor's, I think, he's got better fielding. He's quicker. But it was a Michael Noise of Dodgers way. Dodgers, what to make of Corey Seager's subpar 2019 season? He He talked about his hard hit percentage being like lower or something or his exit velocity being lower his exit velocity and okay so his exit velocity this year average was 88.8 and his career average was 90.1 like that's not that big of a difference like it is a difference but it's not that big of a difference like yeah he was worse this year but he's still tied for the league lead in doubles and he still hit like 275 or whatever and like and he was coming back off an injury this year well yeah and i like to all the rankings like war batting average everything he was right around like 10th to 12th among shortstops which isn't great but that's still you know like there's room to improve yeah and And he's a player who's gonna he's gonna improve yeah and again like people don't realize like you can't just take a year off of baseball and expect to like pick it up especially a hitter okay if you take a year off of pitching you don't you come back and like yeah you got to get in your groove you got to find your stuff and everything and like a lot of that is the rehab process you know but, but a lot of that's just getting your mechanics back you're not you're pitching to the same thing it's easier to get in the groove if you don't see 99 mile an hour fastballs coming at you every day for a year like you're obviously not going to you know what i mean and it, he, 
Go ahead. I'm just saying pitching is just mechanics. Batting, yeah. it's you have to fix your mechanics and then get your timing right and adjust your mechanics to fix your timing. That's been off for an entire year. Well, yeah. You're he, not seeing pitches. You're not tracking baseballs on a regular basis. And he couldn't do anything. He couldn't swing. He couldn't. Yeah. It wasn't like he hurt his leg and he could, you know, at least stand in during batting practice. Maybe he did that. I don't know if the Dodgers let him do that. Like just stand in during batting practice just to keep his timing down. Mm-hmm. But still, like you're very limited and it's it's. It, he's coming off a major injury like that. He's going to be better next year. I'm 100% sure yes, of that. Me too, Ty. I appreciate you saying that. All right. It's stupid to trade him, It's because which is why I really hope you do. He, <laughs> the Dodgers are smarter than to listen to their most of their fans. Um, <laughs> he had a really bad NLDS, and I will say, if we had anyone else instead of him, we probably... Tyler I'm Wooten. so sorry. We probably would have won that NLCS. Manny Machado? We yeah, you could have given us who's your short. We could have given Zach Cozart. We probably would have won the World Series. Fuck Zach Cozart. Um, <laughs> no, just because he literally like would always had the biggest moments in every game, and he never came up. He was like zero for eight with runners in scoring position or something. But so. you can't say oh this player is a fucking bust off of one bad series. No, yeah, no, you that's the absurdity just, against yeah. a really really good pitching staff. Yeah, it, so it's I mean, insane. It, it is. I, I hope they don't trade him now. If we could trade, I'm a known Gavin Lux lover. Yes, you are. If they could trade Gavin Lux for Francisco Lindor's high, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't. What would your infield look like? You shift, you shift Seager over to third because he's always been projected as a natural third baseman because of size. Or you keep him at short and you put Lindor at second. Shift Seager over to third. JT is a natural second baseman, and he's already said he's open to a position change. Put him at second, and then you got Muncie at first. It's not bad. Or just keep Turner at third and then Lindor, Seegers, like your double play duo. I've said it before. I'm a firm believer that an MLB shortstop can play anywhere on the field. A good fielding MLB shortstop will be an average at worst fielder in any other position besides catcher. I'd agree with that. Doesn't matter. And you see it in baseball. You're seeing it now. You see Cody Bellinger playing everywhere. You see these guys playing everywhere. Like it's. I will say one thing. If you trade Lux. Well, I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know. if Is Lux righty or lefty? Lefty. He is a lefty. Yeah. Lindor switch hitter. Yeah. Which is going to help bounce out the lineup. Absolutely. Because you guys have a, your big hitters are all lefties. I love Lux. I would. Uh, I don't want to see that happen, but I'd be OK with it. I wouldn't call if I was the Dodgers GM, I wouldn't call the Indians offering Gavin Lux, but I wouldn't say no if it was offered to me. That's so my logic on it. I say yes. OK, <laughs> but I wouldn't reach out. I'd be like, I love this guy too much. But if the, if they come to me like, all right, man. you're not putting a for sale sign on your car. But if someone says, hey, how much you want for that car? You're telling them. Yeah. OK. <laughs> I don't think it happens though. I hope we sign freaking Garrett Cole. That's what I want. No, I know we Garrett won't. Cole's going to the Angels. I honestly, I had like an epiphany that he's going to be a Yankee. He's going to sign with some random fucking team, the White Sox. Going to be a Yankee. Type. He's going to be White Sox. He's going to be Yankee. He's going to be White Sox. Why would he go to the White Sox? White Sox. White Sox. He's going to be White Sox. Why would he go to the White Sox? I don't know. Some random team that no one expects. He's going to go back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> That'd be and Strasburg is going to go home to the Padres. Yeah, I can see that for sure. They need an ace. They're going to have money to spend for him. Yeah. And they just brought Machado in, so they're going to want to sign someone long-term. I think Strasburg. That's a perfect setup, actually. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Cole went there, either. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Cole... I, Yankees or Angels is my Cole... Or Dodgers. I think the, when they do the whole, oh, who's the finalist in the hot stove, I guarantee those are them and the Astros. I don't know if the Astros can pay him, but... I don't think they can. I those think the Padres three. are going to be a finalist for him. Because he was a Southern California boy. San Diego's like Southern California. We're just gonna be right there. I feel like, but I feel like the Padres are gonna be honed in on Strasburg because they don't, ha- they still don't have unlimited funds. You know what I mean? Like they have the space, but they're a small market team. So 
they have the space, but they might not have money per se. You After know what Strasburg's I mean? playoff performance, though, he might even be out of their budget if that's the mentality. But no, I think they have the budget to get one of them. I'm saying I don't think they have the budget to get both of them. Mm. Okay, I can see it. And I feel like they would prioritize Strasburg just because the hometown and the whole, you know what I mean? I feel like Strasburg to the Padres is this year's Harper to the Phillies, where we all knew it was going to happen. It was a perfect fit, and then it takes forever, and then we're like, oh, oh yeah, look at it that. was the guy that we all expected the team we all expected i want the nationals to win the world series so bad so harper looks stupid i want them too because like i've said it last two weeks they're a team that i feel like is going to get blown up and be terrible next year yeah they're toronto raptors yeah oh well poor nationals don't feel bad for you now you know who i do feel bad for jason yourself overworked employees (laughs) took a turn okay and i think i was overworked the week last month when i had to do all the movies by myself and i used the unreliable source (laughs) Yeah, you did. Half of your movies for October came out in November. And we're going to find that out right now when we talk about November movies, Jason. I don't even remember which ones you talked about. I don't either, but coming up on November 1st, Terminator Dark Fate. Jason, are you going to go see this? No. Me neither. I've never seen a Terminator movie. Coming out on November 8th, Nationwide, Jojo Rabbit. Oh, really? Yeah, Nationwide release. It was limited release. That's why I had to go and spend $18 a fucking ticket to see it. Jeez, why didn't you just wait? I wanted to see it, and it was worth it. Let me tell you. Fantastic movie. Okay. Non-spoiler review. 85 to 95 range. That's a big range. It is a big range, but it was a good movie. I would have to sit down and break it down. Fantastic. Absolutely recommend seeing it on November 8th once it's normal price everywhere. Okay. Great movie. All right. It was funny and sad and compelling. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to, I got, I'm actually going to go to the movies this, this month, I think. Dr. Sleep. I believe that's the shining sequel i know you're gonna go see that you love scary movies absolutely not uh midway i believe is a war movie not gonna see it Last oh Christmas. yeah that's about the ship that's in san diego that's the ship that's in san diego is the midway oh fun okay. fact but Hun- you know i didn't know honey boy is also coming out what is oh that's the uh shia labeouf movie right about his life yep i probably won't see that i will not either <laughs> november 15th jason we have charlie's angels okay reboot I can see Riley and Victoria wanting to see that and us getting dragged along. See, there's an issue with that, Jay, because, again, talked about it last episode. Ford versus Ferrari comes out that week, and she can go watch Charlie's Angels. I'm watching Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, oh my God. God. What was that noise? Tyler, was that you? It was. <laughs> I'm so sorry. My body is... Uh, is this puberty? Oh, there's a bunch of... Uh, okay, that makes sense. There's a bunch of Disney movies coming out, but it's because they're all coming out with Disney+. Plus. Oh... Like Lady and the Tramp and The Mandalorian. And I think Noelle. this is only theatrical releases on IMDb. Ford versus Ferrari. What day? I, wait, my website says November 15th. Yeah. I thought it was. That's what I said. November 8th. No. Jojo Rabbit, Dr. One Sleep. website says November. Oh, no, you're right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Real excited for that. Jason, do you know what's coming out November 22nd? Frozen 2. Frozen 2. That's going to be one I go see. I ain't, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> gonna go see it uh, also a beautiful day in the neighborhood gonna go see that as well same day you're just gonna back to back them oh shit no we'll see beautiful day in the neighborhood the day it comes out and then we'll probably see frozen like the weekend or something with like Haley or something dumb. but i'll see both of them <laughs> i will uh 21 bridges oh isn't that with uh the black panther yep i'm not gonna see it but don't know what it's about i don't i'm, I'm assuming bridges <laughs> 21 of them <laughs> probably um 22nd of november knives out 
again, talked about this last episode. Murder mystery. Chris Evans. Daniel Craig. Looks good. I haven't seen anything for it. It looks good. How about November 1st, Arctic Dogs? Um, okay. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. <laughs> so, like, boner dogs? <laughs> uh, November 1st, this movie looks good, but I know I'll never see it in my entire life. Uh, that Harriet movie? Yeah, I skipped past that. I don't, I'm not watching that. I, it does look good, but I will, it's, I'm not the demographic. Now, here's a wild card I'll throw in there, Ty. Queen of Hearts? N- no. It was literally like a wild card almost. November 8th. Playing with fire. <laughs> Which one is that? Oh, it's John Cena. That's going to be fucking Cena. terrible. It's got terrible reviews. It's going to be terrible. It, it, and I'm just going to go to see John Cena, my friend. Oh, and Keegan Michael Key. Yeah. I'm going to go see, I'm going to go see it for John, for John Cena. That's going to be terrible, Jason. Don't hate it. Why don't you go into it with a positive attitude and you'll like it? I'm not going to go into it at all. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> what? <laughs> There's so many good movies to see this month. There's no critic consensus yet. There's zero chance I see that. Movie. Name a bad movie John Cena's been in. Um, I'm pretty sure he's done some WWE exactly. action movies. That doesn't count. W- Actually, The Marine is known to be like their second best WWE Studios movie. What's their first? That one that actually got a big release uh, with Halle Berry. It was like a police movie, a kidnapping movie or something. Oh, really? That was WWE Studios? Yeah. That was a great movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's old. See, it's the second best. <laughs> it's basically on par with that. Or Fighting With My Family, the one that came out this year. I've heard that was actually pretty good. I don't know he was in that? About that. No. Huh. But I'm saying that was a WWE Studios movie. Oh, yeah. I heard that one was very good. The, the Rock Marines, was in it. The Marine 6. There's been six Marine movies. All with John Cena? No. Marine 6 had The Miz. Marine 5 had oh, The Miz. They just used different WWE superstars and throw them in. Um, Randy Orton was in one, wasn't he? The Marine 4 was also The Miz. The Miz is just taking over the Marines. I know Randy no, Orton. Was Randy Orton was in Twelve Rounds too, because John Cena was in that Twelve Rounds movie. Is that a know. boxing movie? No, it's like a movie where like he had to save his wife from dying or something, and some guy texted him like you have to do these challenges or something, and like and there's like twelve challenges. And Marine Three, The Miz. I think The Miz has just been riding off of uh, John Cena's coattails. Pretty much. Mm. That's unfortunate. Oh, that's December. the Marine Two oh, had almost Ted. got into December movies again. I'm gonna just shut my phone. The Marine Two had Ted DiBiase Jr. Remember him? Mm-mm. He was a uh, part of that uh, tag team with uh, Cody Rhodes and Randy Orton. I don't Legacy, remember Cody I think. Rhodes. I only remember. It might have been a little past too. That's why. See no evil. I know that's like a decently reviewed movie. Where's the movie I was trying to? I was trying. To, I was telling you about the kidnapping movie. Do you remember what it was called? The Call. Yep, there it is. The Call, 2013. It's a good movie. It was sad. How Girl died. Movie? I think Kane's in it actually. Really. Box off budget was thirteen million, and they did sixty eight point six million in the box office. I I contributed to that. One saw it in theaters. Oh, really? It was a good movie. Never saw it. It was a good movie. <laughs> Not gonna complain. Um, do you think I'll see Ford versus Ferrari, Ty? Yeah, we'll let the girls go watch Charlie's Angels. We'll go see Ford versus Ferrari, Jay. If I had to pick, would I pick Ford versus Ferrari though? I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch it. I don't give a fuck. You know I don't care about cars. I think Victoria wants to see it anyways. So you and Riley can just go watch Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Me and her will go watch Ford versus Ferrari. Your dad's going to want to see that with you. Yes, he is. So don't go without him because he'll be very upset. Yes, he will be. He'll probably text you. Riley, at this point, when you're listening to the podcast, text Tyler and tell him, don't go to Ford versus Ferrari without I me. Didn't plan on or it. Or I will spank you like when you were five years old. Text him that right when you hear this. Okay, Riley? Thank you. 
<laughs> and then speaking of movies, you saw Jojo Rabbit, which I will see in November. I will see it, Ty. I promise you. I follow through on my promises. Oh, damn. I see all the movies you tell me to see. You don't see none of them, Jay. Yeah, really? Yeah. Really? How was The Star is Born? It was great. How was the ending of Up? It was good. <laughs> <laughs> I got Lego Batman on DVD and Blu-ray for you. And I'm going to watch it this week. You you better, dude. If you come to this freaking apart... Oh, we can't record next week. forgot to tell you. Oh, my I'm going to be in Jay. Las Vegas. Bring your shit. I'm going to come over to your apartment and use the studio. Do you want me to call you? you. <laughs> we actually probably could do that. We'll figure it out. What but day is That it? probably just means Monday? you're just not going to record. Monday? You always say we'll figure it out, and then we just don't record. Jay. Monday night, I don't have work on Tuesday. So I, I'd be open to do it. Okay. 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 Um, well, you're going to have to run the show probably. Easy. Uh, last time this happened, you didn't end up doing it. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was talking about. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. I saw Jojo Rabbit. Oh, no. I, I was saying next time we do the pod and you haven't watched Lego Batman movie, I will I will quit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> I will quit if you do not have Lego Batman watched. That's a challenge. It's you, Dude, don't fucking... Please. I'm going to watch it, Jay. Just, it's so fucking I'm good. I'm going to watch it. It's I haven't seen it since it was in theater, so maybe my judgment's probably overrated. I'm going to be like, eh, it was all right. It's going to break your heart. <sighs> no, because you're going to go into that mindset. I'm going in neutral mindset. Okay, good. Clear brain. Um... You can tell, talk about our list. I'm All right, Jason. So Jojo Rabbit. Yes. If I were to tell someone, like I did today, what Jojo Rabbit was about, and they had no clue, I would say it is about a child who has an imaginary best friend who is Adolf Hitler. Wow. That's pretty unconventional. It's very unconventional, Jason. Yeah. And that is what our list is. It's a bunch of unconventional movies where you explain them. People are like, what the fuck? And then and you watch it. It's actually them. a good movie. It's not a bad film. Oh, I just thought of a movie right now. Add it onto your list because you were having some trouble. No, I got a list. Did you ever see that one Jack Black movie, House with the Clock on Its Walls? <laughs> <laughs> what? That can't be the fucking name of a movie. I swear to God. <laughs> the clock on its In the walls, sorry. <laughs> it was pretty the good. Fuck? It's got 66 on Rotten Tomatoes. It was, was pretty good. terrible. That one was more, I wouldn't say it was unconventional because it was kind of like sorcery and everything. It was, it kind of had that like. That's just what the movie was. So, yeah, I didn't really... It wasn't like a realistic movie that then did something. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of where this one kind of goes, but... You're, I thought you said the house with a clock on its walls, and I was like, is it just him in a house? Like, every house has a clock for the most part. Like, why is that the name? It, it was it was decent. It had the one kid. I don't remember what else he's in, but he looks very familiar now that I'm looking at him again. Anyways, uh, do you want me to start or you? You uh, go ahead and throw it first. I have five movies. Did not get any backups ready. So if we overlap, we overlap. All right. The first one is a movie I have. This is in no particular order. Yeah. We're just five movies I don't that have are an order. good. And no, I don't either. Movie I've actually never seen. Okay. <laughs> How do you know it's good then, Jay? Because it has good reviews. And I've actually always wanted to see it, but I don't think I could sit through it because it is two hours and 46 minutes long. Holy shit. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. You've heard of this movie. It's just unconventional to me. It's the movie Boyhood, Tyler. What is it? I don't think I've heard of it. Boyhood. Let me read you the, the Wikipedia. Boyhood is a 2014 American epic coming-of-age drama film written directed by Richard Lin Linklitter and starring Patricia Arquette, Eller... Okay, a bunch of names I don't care about. Filmed from 2001 to 2013. Oh, this is the same guy. He's doing another movie like that. Boyhood depicts the childhood and adolescence of Mason Evans Jr. from ages 6 to 18 as he grows up in Texas with divorced parents. 
he Richard Linker's daughter plays Mason's sister Samantha. So I don't know if it's like all the way fake or if it's all the way real. I don't really know, and that's why it's an unconventional film to me. Yeah, he's doing another. The guy who made that is doing another one that takes place over like twenty or twenty five years or something like that. That's like you're in there for the long game, man. But if you think about it, like for an actor or something, it's like yeah, I'll just record like a couple minutes each month. Oh yeah, it's like it's very low commitment. It's kind of risky too because like, what if his life's just boring? Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, and there's probably there's not a Hollywood ending, obviously, because it's a movie. At least I hope there wouldn't be like a Hollywood ending. I know Riley wouldn't like that because she likes Hollywood endings. Sorry, babe, but it's true. That's why you didn't really like Joker that much. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's my number. Well, not my number one, but my first one. And I haven't seen it. I've heard of it, though. I want to see it, but I that's, might be confused. It's unconventional. I might be like, what's real? What's not real? Who takes that long to record a movie? <laughs> Jason, my first movie. Very popular. Christopher Nolan directed this Inception, which I didn't know until about an hour and a half ago. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what Inception? It is a dream within a dream within a dream. Never seen it. I need to see movies. You know, what movie I've always wanted to see, but Riley ruined it for me. Hmm. Shutter's Island. Oh, isn't that the one where he's dead? He's at like a mental. He went to, goes to study like mental patients. At oh, this... but he is the mental patient. Yeah. Six. Spoiler alert. Dead. Okay, spoiler for Six Sense as well. Um, now I'm never um, gonna see Six Sense, dude. <laughs> Man, that's the Six Sense. He sees dead people, but he doesn't realize he's a dead person. Bruce Willis is dead the entire movie. Kid has no idea. It might be the other way around. I don't fucking know. Thanks for ruining it, dude. Jeez. The movie is so. I think it's older than us, Jason. I don't feel bad about that at all. I was mad about Shutter Island because I was like telling Riley, like, "Oh, I always want to see that," and like. Yeah, I don't remember how she told me, but she told me. But continue about Inception. Yeah, Inception. I, it's just, if you try explaining to someone, it's about a guy who they have something that they have to figure out. So they go within a dream, but in that dream, they fall asleep and have another dream, but they take control of their dreams inside their dreams. It's a very unconventional, weird movie. You Is watch it, it. Isn't it hard to follow? A little bit, and it's ambiguous at the ending. Uh, isn't it, like, uh, again, don't spoil it. Well, you can, I don't know. I probably won't ever watch it anyways. It's like he has this spinner thing, and whenever the spinner's like spinning it means he's actually awake or so like if he's in a dream the spinner will spin forever because it's a dream it doesn't have to follow yeah but if it spins and falls he knows he's actually awake in the real world so at the end wasn't he spinning it and it at was the spinning? end he thinks he's in the real world and then a spinner i mean they cut it before the end so it could fall afterwards but it appears to be spinning forever so you think he's living in a dream the rest of his life and he doesn't know it wow and he's gonna wake up and realize that life was not real how does he get into dreams was there like a technology or was it like meditation i think it like was what was like, the movie's explanation i don't remember honestly it's been a while there's some some sort of setup i think they're on like an like a 16 hour flight and this is where it all takes place on a flight yeah that's pretty cool it's just a movie about dreams it's but just, then like you know in the in the first dream time works it's like half the time of real time but in the second level it's like a quarter but in the third level it's like an eighth so, so a lot of things long can adventures happen. In yeah a, yeah yeah Okay, I like that. It's unconventional. Let's hear your second option, Jason. Not number two, just your second. I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a sports movie. I like it to stay on brand. You ever seen Rookie of the Year, Ty? <laughs> yes, I have, Jason. That movie just is so ridiculous. <laughs> it's absurd. <laughs> he breaks his arm and then he throws like 99 miles an hour, and then he gets signed by the Chicago Cubs at like 12 years old, <laughs> and then it's just. I watched it a long time ago, and then I rewatched like the second half of it, like a month or two ago, and it was just 
I was just laughing the whole time. I was like, this is so stupid. This is so silly. Now, is that more absurd than the movie where the kid takes over the Minnesota Twins and is the manager? Oh, the oh that's, I've never seen that one, but I bet you that one's just it's, as absurd. It's just as bad. What is that one called? I, I can't remember. <laughs> manager of the year? I don't know. <laughs> manager Twins. It's like movie. his grandpa owns it or something. And then when the grandpa dies, he owns the team. So the manager quits. So he now manages a major league baseball team. Little big league. Little big yeah. league. Sounds about right. I, uh, that's funny though. I I feel like it's honestly I feel like it's less absurd to be a coach than it is to be the pitcher. I mean, he just had those special lig- ligaments, bro. Rookie, did you see him throw that ball back from the stands? <laughs> you know how many people probably tried that. <laughs> Rookie mean- of the year came out in 1994, and Little Big League came out in 1993 for Rookie of the Year, 1994 for Little Big League. So who copied who? I mean, it was an era. Which it was one an era of absurd sports movies? Which one do you think has a better? Rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Rookie of the year. Yeah, with 35. Little Big League has 31. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Little Big League is just absurd. Little Big League, 6.1 on IMDb. Other one, Rookie of the Year, 6.0. So it's a toss-up. And 89% of users like this movie on Google, Rookie of the Year, 91 for Little Big League. I'm willing to bet you we could find like a community on Reddit who just argued nonstop about which one of those is a better movie. Oh, absolutely. 100%. There's definitely diehard Rookie of the Year fans. That argument has been had at least... 32 times on the internet since the existence of it. And I'm talking die hard cussing each other out. Yeah, I could definitely see that. <laughs> All right, Jason, I like it. Mine is my only animated movie. The best way I could describe it is a bunch of horny animated food. Okay. Not a sausage party. Sounds like my Tuesday night. Oh, yo. Sausage party. That's a pretty good movie. I think we talked about sausage party a little bit last week. We talked about Michael Sarah. Yeah, we did. But again, it's an absurd concept. It's just this food that is about to be 4th of July, and they want to get out of the packaging so he can basically fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at the end, they just have a giant food orgy. Well, yeah, the whole thing, too, isn't that they want to be bought to go to the promised land. It's basically heaven or whatever. But then it ends up being like hell because they get eaten and everything. Yeah, it's like a false reality. Yeah. But they think once they go to the promised land, if they're pure, they can have sex. And <laughs> is, is that just like a hit on Islamic? I think it's just religion in general. Yeah, probably. You're, no, you're probably right. I haven't seen that movie since we saw it in theaters. It's a very funny movie, but it's, I mean, it's its enjoyable to watch. It's yeah. an absurd concept. I'm really bad at that. Not watching movies after I see them in the movie theater. The list of movies I've seen in the movies, in the movies, and then also seen outside the movies is probably within 15. My biggest issue is I watch movies at home, but if you give me one movie that I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that. I've heard it's good. And then you give me just a middle of the road Avengers movie. I watch the Marvel movie every single time. Yeah, it sounds like Lego Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> What's your next movie, Jay? I'm going to go with a movie that I'm going to go with the most recent movie on my list. Okay. Most recent that when I've come seen, out that I've seen. When it come out? Like 1994. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you real quick. Now I got to look. I saw it um, on the flight home from New York to las vegas or home yeah it came out 1994 good guess by me not to brag i flew you know not to brag Um, brag. first class nope (laughs) shut (laughs) shut up (laughs) that movie was ace ventura pet detective ty my dad always talks about this movie he always talks about how funny it is he always quotes it so i was like i'm gonna watch it on the flight it was the first on the list like because it was alphabetical so i was like screw it i'm gonna watch it have you ever seen it yeah it's pretty fucking good. It's pretty funny. It's it's prime Jim Carrey. It's he's a pet detective and he gets hired to find the dolphin for the Miami Dolphins because he went missing. <laughs> and then it turns out the old Miami Dolphins field goal kicker who missed a kick 
like <laughs> yep um captured the dolphin or whatever and then also captured dan marino and it's just so stupid but it's so good it's absolutely absurd and i fucking love it it's a great movie it's so yeah it's, i haven't seen that in a while i need to rewatch it if you ever hey if you go on a flight if you go on jet blue that's their number one movie on the a through z list <laughs> that's a good pick jay only 47 percent of rotten tomatoes yeah i'm i wouldn't expect any more than that i'm actually surprised it's that high <laughs> All right, my third movie, Jason, I believe we talked about it on here as well. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I've seen bits and pieces. I've never seen it all the way through. Best way I can describe it is a dude fights all of his girlfriend's exes, like video game levels, to date her. It's a good pick. It's absurd. Yeah. He, he fights all of her exes, and it's levels of exes, and it's very much designed like an arcade video game type thing. Like a Mortal Kombat kind of game, right? Not even Mortal Kombat. Like We climb up the ladder. Well, yeah, that kind of thing where it's like there's levels of yeah. X's. I think it's like seven deadly X's or something. <laughs> it's it's a great movie. It's one of my top ten movies all time. Wow. I love that movie. We do a top ten movie list. I mean, maybe not it. like critically, but like personal favorites, top ten. Well, yeah, that's what our top ten movies would be. It would be your personal top ten. Yeah. What would your... Try to guess the Rotten Tomato score if you haven't looked at it already. Scott Pilgrim. I feel like it's probably like... I think it's very artistic. So we should I'm gonna turn say this into a game. Seventy to eighty percent critic you, score. You, no, just you have to give me a number and see how far off you are. Seventy-seven, 80, but like ninety-five audience. Eighty-one. That's pretty close. I was only four percent off, and audience is only eighty-three. Wow. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> it's a great movie. I love Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I'm just gonna do this every movie we talk about now. I'm just gonna tell you to guess the Rotten Tomato score. <laughs> okay. What's your next movie, Jay? Um. I'm going to go with, I'm going to save the last one is the one you told me because I was like, oh yeah, that's a good one. But I didn't really think of it myself. Number four, it's a movie about a dog. It's a movie about, with Tim Allen in it, Ty. <laughs> and I was looking up dog movies. I was thinking of a different movie. I still don't know what movie I was thinking of, but then I looked up dog movies and I saw this on the list. I'm going with The Shaggy Dog. Beautiful. You ever seen The Shaggy Dog, Ty? I haven't, but I know what it is. It's about Tim Allen. He's like a, he's like a kind of like ignoring dad who's focused in his work and everything whatever you know doesn't really focus on his family or whatever and then i don't know after let's see after taking on a case involving an animal laboratory he becomes infected with a top secret serum that transforms him into a dog bark so the rest of the movie until the end something happens i don't remember but he turns back into himself the rest of the movie he's a dog just living like his same tim allen life or trying to live his same life and i think they end up like finding out it's him or something and yeah it's it was just it was like a Disney, you know, Disney Channel movie. Oh, it was in theaters, but Tim Allen got way overpaid for it. Yeah, I they were like, you "We need Tim Allen, but he can only record for two weeks. How can we get him in this movie?" <laughs> you know who else is in this movie? Who? Guess. I mean, you got to give me something to work with here. Is it a kid? Is it another adult? It's a well-known adult, and it's it's on brand for us. And I didn't know he was in this movie until right this second. I don't know who. Robert Downey Jr. Is he really? Yeah. I don't know what he plays, but he's in this movie. It's probably like one of his corporate buddies or something. Bro, guess who else is in this movie? This is a... Uh, Champ Kind. This is a... No, this is a... Oh, this isn't who I thought it was. <laughs> Who'd you think it was? I thought... I, I saw Danny Glover and I thought it was uh, Childish Donald Gambino. <laughs> Never mind. That's funny. I was wrong. But yeah, Shaggy Dog. That was my childhood. I watched that all the time as a kid. That's a good pick. I haven't actually seen it, but it is very unconventional. I won't make it your homework. You're not missing out on much. No, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> uh, my fourth pick, Jason, 500 Days of Summer. 
Never seen it. It is a romantic <gasps> movie, but <sighs> what? I have one, but I think it's yours, so I'm not going to do it. Go ahead. It's a romantic movie, and uh, it's about them breaking up. Yeah. It's very unconventional. Usually it's like, oh, they get together, they fight, and then, you know, they get back together, and it's happy ending. 500 Days of Summer is about the entire process of him falling in love and then falling out of love and her moving on and him moving on from her. Wow. It's very weird. Like him going through the heartbreak. Do they get back together at the end? No. 500 Days of Summer is like from day one when he fucking meets her is day one and 500 is the day he's finally over her. What makes him over her? Her name's Summer also, if that makes sense. 500 Days of Her. What? Um, he meets a girl named, guess what her name is, Jay? Autumn? It is. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's the cheesiest shit ever, but that it's funny. Is- that is the most conventional thing to put in an unconventional movie like this. Yeah, it's great. Ty, what's your number one? Because I don't want to take it. I'm going to let you go first. Actor. Just go with your number one. How do you? Well, I have it's an say, Adam Sandler movie. It's not. Please continue. Tell me what your number one is. Uh, Going along a romance. Well, it's not my number one, but I just thought of it right now. I can't believe this wasn't on your list. The 51st Dates. It's a good movie. It's not on my list. I like my other one more. It's, I think my other one's more unconventional. It's unconventional. I don't know if it's a, if it's an actual disease to lose your memory just from the day before. But you can get then, short. I mean, not like that, but you can get short-term memory. Where loss. literally every day it's like a new cycle or whatever, and it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. I've actually seen it twice. Mm. I've seen it so many fucking times. Twice is a lot for me, Ty. Twice for me is maybe like 12 times for you. I legitimately think I've seen this movie 100 times because it's my parents' favorite movie. It's a good movie. It's a, good, it's a really good movie, but I've seen it so many fucking times. It's a heartwarming movie. Can you imagine trying to convince Victoria to fall in love with you every single day? Honestly, I'd probably just take a couple days off. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I think I'm just going to watch some football today. Oh, my God. I laughed so loud. <laughs> I have neighbors. No, I love her. I, I would try every day. I would. I laughed so loud. My neighbors definitely heard that. Oh, my gosh. Does she listen to the podcast? Um, I don't know. This would be a good test. Sometimes she does. Sometimes she doesn't. We'll see it's if I get yelled at or not. I'll send you the message, the screenshots of her listening and texting me. <laughs> Something's up to pay off. Like, sorry, babe. The Saints, are, the Saints are in the Super Bowl. Go fall in love with another guy today. I don't care. <laughs> You'll be back tomorrow. I know. Oh, oh man. shit. All right, Ty. What's your number one then? Oh, that was yours. That's right. My well, number one, Jason. No order. My final movie, correct? No order. <laughs> uh, in the news here recently, Joaquin Phoenix, her. I've never seen that. That was actually good. It's actually a really good movie. Oh, I thought it was gonna. I thought it would be like kind of stupid. Honestly. Um. Yeah, but I remember it being pretty good. Doesn't he fall in love with his phone? He falls in love with his. Phone's operating system, which is played by Scarlett Johansson. That looks nothing like him. Yeah, he looks very weird in this movie. 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, 90 on uh, Metacritic. I want to watch that. IMDb. It's I, a really good movie. I do want to watch that. It's actually really good. Because he's like this loner, and he downloads it, and like the operating system talks to him, but it's advanced. Don't ruin don't ruin it for me, please. Well, I'm just saying, and like he he like gets to know her. It's, it's a great movie. It's like when everyone got Siri for the first time on their iPhones. Oh, yeah. It was definitely a stay woke about Siri type thing. When did okay? So it came out in 2013, which means they probably started production in like late 2011 or whatever. When did Siri come out? Let's Google that. Ty, when did was Siri, Siri the first operating system like that? Like she was before Cortana and Siri that Apple introduced in October 2011, 16 months after acquiring the technology for a reported 150 to 250 million. 2011, which is probably right around when they started this movie. Yeah, they introduced it. I don't know if that's when it. Oh, no, initial release, October 2011. So they probably heard about it before. 
they were probably making this movie as it was introduced. Well, yeah, people knew the technology was coming. It wasn't like a surprise thing. Yeah. So, but I think they were ready for it. Yeah. And they made a great movie about it. They were the first on the wagon. Absolutely. Now, anyone that ever makes a movie like that, it's just their. Oh, it's just like her. Yeah. It's very unconventional, though. The guy falls in love with his phone. It's a romantic comedy with only one person. <laughs> what? I'll have to see that. Does it have a plot twist? Yes, you're going to have to watch and find out, Jay. I wouldn't want to spoil anything for you. My problem with your movie homework is that I have actual movie homework in my college class where I have to watch like two movies a week. And I haven't watched. I've watched one and I took my first test on it and I got a D. The, the first test was just I got. OK, mom, I know you're listening. Don't worry. I got an A on my other test. So I still have a B in the class. <laughs> that movie test is weighted less. But if I get another D on it, there is a chance I can get like a C. So I need to like actually watch the movies for test number two gotta step it up the test is just about what happens in the movies it's not even like you know it's just to prove you watch the movies. yeah it's not like you know like what the class is like what themes do they show blah 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 like what did they do like that's in the actual test and then that movie's just like what happened in this scene what happened what in significant scene? types of shots were in this movie it's or, not even that yeah it's literally just when who did this character kiss pretty much or like kill <laughs> yeah it's Man, and it sucks because even if I watch all the movies, I'd probably forget half that shit anyways. <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> and the first movie I watched, I watched the first movie of the semester and it was just so boring, dude. It was called a Zed in Two Knots. That does not sound like my kind of movie. It was a British movie and it was all about symmetry. That was like the reason we watched it is because like the filmmaker made it where like every single shot was like symmetrical, whether it was like colors or whether it was signs or Jesus whatever. Christ. Yeah, like symmetrical in some way. That's so, just so try hard. So a lot of the movie, and that's how that's how all these movies are. That's why, like Clockwork Orange is like, like the most movie maker movies. Yeah, those, Clockwork those usually suck. Clockwork Orange is like the most exciting one on the list. That and Twelve Years a Slave, which I also didn't watch. Um, Heard that one's actually pretty good. No, that's what I'm saying. They're the most exciting ones, yeah. and it's like this movie, dude. It was bad. It was like it was bad movie. I got all the questions on that movie right because I watched it, but. It's about like, I'll tell you, because I know you're never going to watch it. I'm never going to watch it. It's these identical twins and they work at like a zoo and their wives die in a car crash. And it's just like, and it was made in like the 70s or some 80s. And it's just like low budget film. And then they fall in love with like the girl who was in the car with her who has one leg. So like you have the twins, that's symmetry. Then you have the girl who has one leg, but then she has a doctor who's going <laughs> to cut her other leg off. Oh, to be symmetrical. Because I was going to say that's not symmetrical. And then... But that's the whole thing is like she's the one unsymmetrical part of the movie and like, yeah, it's so stupid, man. And if like you look at the shots, like I'm on the Google image, it's like all the shots like and even if it's not like perfect symmetry, it's kind of like, you know, they'll have like symmetry here and the symmetry here. And it's just like, I, I don't know, man, it was it was boring as heck. But it's someone like a and it was a lot of white and black too. like white was good. Black was bad. Like, like a director of photography for a major movie. studio yeah. probably just beats off to it every night. Yeah, it was exactly that. Yeah, it does not sound and enjoyable. A lot. I mean, a lot of penises. Mm, and now and, you got me back in. And <laughs> and, and uh, boobs and, and vagina. Okay. There's just a lot of nudity. Like, un <laughs> unnecessary. Most of it was unnecessary, too. It was like one of those things, like, you're an edgy filmmaker if you include nudity, so let's include nudity. It's like one guy walks in, butt-ass naked on the right side, so then another <laughs> guy has to walk in, butt-ass naked on the left side. <laughs> there was one scene that actually made me laugh really hard. I, I see. I didn't even know who the characters were because I was so confused. I was like, "Who is who?" I, I, I bet watched... if you got a shot of the guys docking, it would be pretty symmetrical. Do you know what docking is? <laughs> no, I'm not going to describe it. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I didn't know who the characters were, and I watched two hours of this movie. But there was one scene where like this lady 
got one of the twin brothers in the bathroom and like was like, oh, like just lift up my skirt, see what underwear color underwear I'm wearing. No, what happened was this little girl asked, like, I wonder what color underwear that lady's wearing or something. So the guy <laughs> asked, and the girl's like, well, why don't you come see? And he was like, no, no. She's like, come on, let's go to the bathroom, let's come see. And then, like, it it's drawn out way too long. And then he eventually lift, lifts her dress up to see, and she just slaps him and, like, walks away. It was pretty f- unintentionally funny. <laughs> that was, like, the one part I laughed. I was like, that was so stupid. What's going on here? Oh, my God. Yeah. But I didn't like it. I'm sorry for that, Jay. Why don't you watch my homework? You'll enjoy it. Say, so just fuck that homework. You watch a Z in two knots. No. I will watch Lego Batman. <laughs> That's my artistic movie of the week. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's all it takes, then. All right, this is a fun pod, Jay. You got anything else? Nope. All right, uh, be a good friend, everybody. That was kind of quick. I'm not ending it. That was kind of quick. I have to pee is the reason I ended it quickly, but I'm I'm still here. You want anything else? Follow us on Twitter. There Uh, you go. Check out our YouTube page. We might actually be posting stuff once we get our uh, sign for the new studio. Yeah. Um, Maybe maybe giveaway. Who knows? Once okay. Once I'm done with these Vegas trips and Orlando trip that's in a few weeks. Again, we're probably going to miss a record date. We might have to make that work. I'm going to post some YouTube gaming videos. Maybe I'll do it before. Maybe some Call of Duty. We're on well, the Call I'm of Duty just grind. got Call of Duty. I'm going to play it tonight, Jay. Let's make a video tonight. Oh, I have to set up the Elgato and <laughs> um, the audio spiked. I'll, you know what? I'll try my best, okay? All right. Sounds good. Sign us off. Come on. Well, I mean, you said it was too quick. All I right, just don't want to jump into anything. Let's go. Be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.